Welcome to episode 63 of Storybird Every Game Podcast, the official podcast of StoryModeGaming.com. I'm your host, Jesse Munro, and tonight I am joined by just three ravenous young lads. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just Simon like Evans, trail. Josh Cotter, Hi. and Keelan Sampson. <laughs> How you guys doing? Yeah, good. <laughs> I'm bringing a weird energy today, aren't I? Yeah. But suddenly okay. I'm hungry. Uh, okay. This is this is this is Jesse needs sleep. This is Jesse doesn't want to work tomorrow. Mm. <laughs> oh, that's, that's a big mood. That's a big mood. It's a big mood. How are we doing? Good. Yeah, good. Ravenous. Ravenous. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Josh never yeah, been hungry. How's uh, how was everyone's Mother's Day? Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers out there. Happy Mother's Day, Happy mothers. Mother's Day. Who's mothers. your favorite video game mother? I thought this episode should have been if I had some better forethought. Don't even think about it. Look, I think my um, my favorite for the worst reasons would be every mum in Pokemon. Hmm. <laughs> You're ten. Fuck off. Look, although I'm not. <laughs> Although I'm not super invested in the franchise, um, the the mum in Earthbound for sure. Oh, good choice. Mm-hmm. Gives you that gives you warm vibes, like at the beginning of the game when it asks you what kind of your favorite food that your mum makes and stuff like that. Yeah, it puts a smile on my face. It gives me warm, cozy vibes. I, I feel yeah. like there's there's not enough mothers in featured in video games. I'm thinking that there there, there really aren't. There, there's there not mums. a lot. There's not mm. a lot. I mean, like. I really like the dynamic um, during uh, a game that came out last year. I don't know if this is spoilers. Um, highly rated game with a part two in the title. Yes. Doom, Doom 2. Wait. Doom is Eternal. That, is that spoilers? <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. No, I get what you're getting at now. Yep. Cool. I kind of like the vibes moment, of that. I like the vibes of that. That was interesting. Yeah, um, 100%. I get it. Like, um, I think... When you're playing that game, it gives you certain vibes that are so different from the rest of the adventure um, that just, I don't know, it, it hit me really hard. And there were more moments where you yelled at the TV, like, why are you doing this? But you still, I, I really want to play the game again. But anywho, I don't have one. Mm. <laughs> Is it Lady, Lady Dimitrice? I guess so. She yeah, seems like fair. a good mother. She's a <laughs> hundred feet tall. And she may not be the best mother, but she's one of the biggest. And that counts yeah, for yeah. something in my books. It counts for a lot. Speaking of big, it's been a big... Actually, no, it hasn't been a big week in games. It's been a relatively mild week in games. But mm. there have been some shiny bits of news that we're going to cover today. Um, and then kind of culminating in just some open-ended discussion on uh, Resident Evil Village, which uh, we've all been sinking our lichen teeth into. Uh, but to start off... PlayStation is partnering with Discord. Um, a few weeks ago, we were discussing Discord possibly being bought out by Microsoft. Microsoft were offering $10 billion to buy them out. And Discord said, nada, not going to happen. I imagine it's because this would have been happening behind the scenes as well. Yeah. I, I think Xbox went quite public with their offer and Sony was keeping it sort of in the, in the background. But I mean, Discord is something that people want to pick up. It's a very, it's a much beloved uh, communication service used by mainly gamers mm-hmm. with 140 million active users as of December 2020. Ooh. So it's got a bit of a built-in base there. Mm. 
Yeah, I'm just going to read through the story um, from, our, uh, not, sorry, the uh, blog post from Jim Ryan, President and CEO of Sony, uh, which they posted on the Sony Interactive Entertainment blog. At, and quote, at PlayStation, we're constantly looking for new ways to enable players around the world to connect with one another, form new friendships and communities, and share fun experiences and lasting memories. It's in this spirit that, we've, that we're excited to announce a new partnership with Discord, the communication service popularized by gamers and used by more than 140 million people every month around the world. Now, just real quick, we use Discord for podcasting purposes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I uh, convinced um, Story Mode. Uh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yes, I convinced Story Mode. Um, <laughs> I convinced Fan Critical to stop using Skype and switch over to Discord as well. Discord. Other than podcasting stuff, do you guys use it much for gaming? I, I know you do. You do a fair bit, Sai. But I'm on it constantly. Like, I, uh, no word of an exaggeration here. If I'm at my computer, there is a very, very, very high chance that I am sat in Discord as well, chatting to friends. Yeah, I'm, make I'm, a proper story mode Discord. I'm, I'm in a really interesting position where, if I'm being honest, if I'm playing games, I don't want to talk to people. I don't, I don't like right. people. <laughs> you know, I don't, okay. want, I, want, I don't want to play Resident Evil and have somebody chattering in my ear. But I think that's more so about the kind of games that I play. Um, But as far as it goes, if I'm being honest, um, when I go to play a game like if I go to play Apex Legends or anything like that, I'm going to be booting up Discord. I'm not going to be using the party features on the PlayStation. (laughs) I'm not going to be bothering with Skype or anything like that. Yeah, I mean, I use the PlayStation ones and they're fine. They're they're shit, but fine. (laughs) But I mean, I've used Discord before. I'm like, it's the same like i don't use it because you have to not because you enjoy it with the playstation one at least all right back to the the post together our teams are already hard at work connecting discord with your social and gaming experience on playstation network our goal is to bring the discord and playstation experience closer together on console and mobile starting early next year allowing friends groups and communities to hang out have fun and communicate more easily while playing games together To bring these experiences to life for our players, Sony Interactive Entertainment has made a minority investment as part of Discord's Series H round. From our very first conversation with co-founders Jason Citron and Stan Vishnevsky, I was inspired by their lifelong love for gaming and our team's shared passion to help bring friends and communities together in new ways. Empowering players to create communities and enjoy shared gaming experiences is at the heart of what we do. So we are beyond excited to start this journey with one of the world's most popular communication services. It's always a privilege to work with great partners doing blah, 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 blah. How do we feel about this? I think it's great. It's a great move for Sony. I mean, uh, like we're saying, even as somebody who doesn't particularly enjoy talking with people, um, this is the way to go. Discord is ubiquitous. It's the platform. It's remarkable how simple it is to use, even for somebody who isn't too familiar with, you know, um, a wide variety of computer programs. I find it easier to show say my parents, for example, how to use Discord than it is to use Skype. Um, mm. And that's insane when you look yeah. back at where Skype was maybe 12 years ago when Microsoft bought them and things like that. My question is, so, okay, I'm not much of a multiplayer kind of per- like online multiplayer kind of person, so I don't have to utilize this much um, unless I'm playing like Fortnite with a few mates and we just kind of go into PlayStation, you click on the name, you press chat, mm-hmm. you're good. Is Discord going to change that? Like, is that good? How do you make that better? Here's what I think. This is pure speculation um, and just come into my head now. 
So, um, those of you who are familiar with Discord will know that Discord has servers and you can join a server if you get invited or if you find the relevant link to then join said server. I have a feeling what you'll be able to do is you'll be able to log into Discord through your PlayStation 4 or 5 and go, cool, and then add servers as you would a party in PlayStation's inbuilt voice chat. You can then add a server and then you'll be able to join any one of the voice channels in said server, just like that. That is my speculation. And if they are able to implement it in such a simple to use way, I think that will be the best bet. That will work really well for people who do play cross-platform games. Um, for example, Final Fantasy fourteen has a huge PS4 and PS5 install base. Um, it is entirely cross-platform with PC. And I have played with many people who were playing on a PS4, but using their phone to use Discord. And being able to have that all inbuilt would be just so much easier for them. So I think that would be the easiest way. Just add it in and you just go, yep, join voice chat, join this channel, done. Yeah. In regards to like actual like written chat messages, I'm hoping it's better because the, the PlayStation app for that is horrific. Is it? Like it's, it just needs to be basic messenger. But it tries to be a bunch of other things and it just comes over. It feels real cheap. It feels real nasty. Uh, ain't about that. I could actually see, I, I know there's been lots of speculation online about this as well. Um, this replacing the communities tab because they're removing a lot of that kind of, those features that they introduced on the PS4. So maybe instead of communities, there'll be clans or something like that. And it'll be an easy way to find, you know, a server to chat in or find players, you know, of similar interest to you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's the thing. Like, there, there's plenty of um, options already for like Discord as a PC app itself. The mobile version of Discord is also very robust, very good, and again, just as easy to use. Um, one thing I do wonder is about their streaming options because um, you can stream within Discord. You can just essentially screen share. Um, so I'm curious to see how that will be implemented, if it will be. Well, actually, the streaming of the screen share. They've implemented well, it's both. It's the same. But the screen share on the PS5 inbuilt is pretty, pretty impressive. Yeah, and I mean, like uh, Discord's recently implemented that even into iOS now. So um, mm. it seems like they're pretty open to doing it with most platforms, even those closed-minded ones. Um, another <laughs> thing is that uh, this actually reminds me a lot, like a lot of the deal that Sony made back in the day with Spotify, where back in the day, if you wanted to listen to music on your PS4 when the PS4 first came out, you had to use uh, Sony's Music Unlimited service. Oh, jeez. Which uh, was the only reason I used that over any other music streaming service, just because I wanted to be able to listen to music while I played my games. Um, and then they very quickly did away with that by the middle of the PS4's life cycle. And we got Spotify integration and it's all still kind of represented in the menus, menus as just music. It's just mm. they don't kind of go too deep in the brand. Uh, but when you actually want to open the app, of course, it comes up with all the Spotify branding and stuff like that. So it is interesting. I can yeah. see something along those lines. But, I mean, considering they bought minority shares in Discord, they actually have a bit of an investment in it. So maybe they will bring the branding a little bit more to the forefront Ooh, as, as, a, as a show of good faith as well, because it's like, a hey, you have 
like we're, we're reaching this deal and at, maybe as part of said deal they're going we'll do a playstation party chat and we'll do a discord chat mm-hmm. and you know have that symbol and everything there have the branding another reason to do that I, i've got a weird feeling that sony's going to become very uh uh, for like a better term, dick measury with Xbox after Xbox has made some real big moves like Bethesda and all that, they'll be putting their branding and everywhere they can to be like, we got them, they didn't. So I, I can see that happening a little bit. I really just uh, hope that whatever strategy they they go with, it simplifies what is a frustrating system to begin with. Um. Uh, and I mean, having it like I, I don't know, I guess separate, and then still having PlayStation friends list and every Discord. I don't know how in depth is it going to be integrated into the mm. user interface. What is it going to look yeah. like? Ooh, how is yeah. it going to run? Like, I, I just want be... it to be seamless and like painless. Exactly. I want to be able to link my PlayStation account with my Discord user, so that when you yeah. open up my PlayStation That'd profile, nice. it'll say Discord user my discord name number blah 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 just like on discord oh and you exactly. can easy a click away where you can just what find I'd their like, discord page it's just find your friend on discord and then invite them to the playstation game that you're playing right now and you can just you can just do that yeah dude well or on that note as it stands right now i'm actually just double checking this so i can make sure i'm 100 percent accurate here um discord already has a few integrations built in uh so you can connect your several accounts, Twitch, YouTube, Battle.net, Steam, Reddit, Facebook, Twitter, Spotify, Xbox, and GitHub, of all things. Um, yeah. Cool. So, there are plenty of options. You can display your Steam profile name, your Spotify profile, or even your Battle.net profile name, all on Discord, as well as all the other ones, if you so wanted. Um and so I think in so doing, we would hopefully get a bit of the reverse going on as well. Um, so you have, you know, add your uh, PlayStation Network account to your Discord. And then when you're on your PlayStation, it will say your Discord username. Hopefully, hopefully we'll get a bit, a bit of both. I have a slightly unpopular stance here, though. Go on. Now, Simon, I know you love Discord. Because yes. you use it a fair bit. Um, Josh and Keelan, you guys are still relatively newish to Discord, right? Yeah. Yeah, and I hate it. <laughs> it uh, Keelan, so do I. I don't like it. Yeah, it I mean, fucking sucks. It's functional and everyone li- like everyone uses it. That's why I use it. But it was like coming in as somebody who is kind of new to the platform, it just doesn't make logical. A lot of the stuff is very illogical, like the way you group things and direct messages and how... It displays all your direct messages next to each other and there's no clarity to it. Plus, yep. these like hashtag group things you can follow. It's like, what are these? These are messy. And I know, Simon, like it all makes sense to you because okay. you've been using it so much. But yes. for a new user that comes in, it's like, okay, this it seems. I can yeah. agree and understand with where you're coming from. But I think um, a lot of my understanding with Discord came from first off, setting up my own server. And then secondly, joining bigger servers. So my own server is used by me and a handful of friends. And that's it. That is where I spend the majority of my Discord time. I'm just sat in a voice chat, chatting to two or three mates at a time. 
And it can be whilst we're playing Final Fantasy, whilst we're playing Phasmophobia, whilst I'm playing Monster Hunter. We don't necessarily all have to be playing the same game together. And sometimes even when I'm working from home, I'll just be sat in voice chat and it'll just be a nice little conversation to have. Um, if you don't like talking to people that much, that's absolutely fine. I personally, again, it's like a very small handful of people that I just really enjoy talking but to. See, like, whenever um, I ask people, like, what's good about Discord, they list the bare minimum for a messaging service. So, allow me to go into perhaps a little bit more depth in that regard. So, um, with Discord, you've got a screen sharing slash streaming um, option built in. So if you wanted to show something off to your friends in a voice chat, that's quite nice and easy. It literally takes two clicks. Um, the bigger servers can get what's referred to as a boost, which makes them have custom emotes. You can upload GIFs. It's got built in proper, like decent uh, GIF repositories, not just the crappy ones that Facebook Messenger has built in, but like an actual decent repository of them. Um, you've got multiple chat channels, multiple voice channels. You can section off those chat channels into different segments. So for example, one that I'm a part of has general chat channels. Then it's got pictures and other media, Final Fantasy fourteen, um, other games, screenshots, events and activities, and then voice channels. And that, it allows you to compartmentalize the way people look and access certain things. It's also got decent security in the sense that as a moderator, you can section things off and say, okay, only people with this permission and this permission can access these group chats. Everyone can view it. Two people can type in it. And you've got a lot, you can get very granular in the level of accessibility available to people. Also, in terms of accessibility, actually, um, text to speech is built in. So, for those who either don't have a microphone or can't talk, it's got that good. built in, which is so nice sometimes. Um, and you don't need to use a third party software or anything like that. So, it's, it's got a lot of accessibility. In that regard, a lot of granular security, a lot of customization, and overall, I do think it is a much more robust service. Hey than Simon, when's that? When's that Discord available. check coming in the mail? Uh, you're a fucking way. <laughs> um, just before we move on to the next topic, though, there was something <laughs> that I saw recently on Twitter, and somebody had a really, really good point about remember before before Discord. If you wanted to find out, you had a question about an older game, you'd go into a forum and you would mm -hmm. search for it. It kind of sucks that it doesn't exist anymore because it's now Discord servers. And to try and search through those or even to find them can become really tricky. So 10 years from now, when somebody's trying to find like, you know, forums and ask questions about like, I don't know, The Witness. Don't know why that was the first game that came to my head. Um, <laughs> there, there's probably like a Discord server for The Witness where everyone's talking about like the nitty gritty details of the game and stuff like that. That's not going to be as so easy to find. Plus, searching through that chat can be a bit of a nightmare. So it's a bit of a change of the guard, and maybe maybe I'm just an old relic, but it's just it's got a lot of features. It just doesn't display them right, and th that granularity can be good, but it also becomes very messy for somebody who hasn't grown in grown with that progression yeah. into that granularity. Somebody who's coming in for the first time, like, oh shit, a lot of hashtags being used here, and they're used differently to Twitter. I'm confused. Yeah, so um, don't worry too much about what the actual individual hashtags are. It's just the way that Discord displays things um, based on the programming code in the background. Um, talking about that, actually, there is, I think, 
what I would consider the gold standard for that sort of community-based forum replacement, and that is the Phasmophobia Discord server. It is the official Phasmophobia Discord run and operated by the developers of the game. They have um, a changelog, which only the developers can post in. So every changelog is listed there for all time. You've got game announcements. Um, I'm actually looking at it now. You've got. Yeah, just but I mean, general... if you're not part of that, you're not going to get all that. Like that's no, actually being lost. But then that's stuff. where that's where Reddit fills in the gaps. If yeah. you if you don't want to use Discord, go back to forums. That's fine. But Reddit is a forum. Yeah, I don't like Reddit. That's me complain. Let me complain. We're gonna move on to the next subject fine. though. Yeah. What boom I is I want to keep complaining. <laughs> Sunset Overdrive, baby. Yeah. There are rumors and possibilities. That Sony is uh, coming in to snatch Sunset Overdrive from Microsoft with the possibility of Sunset, what, what people are calling Sunset Overdrive Refreshed Edition coming to PlayStation platforms. Now, this is as per a piece on NME.com. Sony, Sony has reportedly re- registered a trademark for Insomniac Games' previously Xbox-exclusive title, Sunset Overdrive. As spotted by Nebel on Twitter, new documents indicate that Sony recently registered the trademark Developer Insomniac Games currently owns the IP, and the original game has only ever been featured on Xbox One consoles and Windows PC. According to the document linked in the tweet, the trademark was issued on April 24, and indicates that the property is still owned by Insomniac. Sony has yet to confirm the news. Sunset Overdrive is an action-adventure game that was first released for Xbox One in October 2014, and later came to PC in 2018, before Sony acquired Insomniac Games as a first-party PlayStation studio back in 2019. After its launch, Sunset Overdrive received a BAFTA Games Award nomination for Best Original Property and still receives regular content updates on Steam, which I didn't know. It was still receiving um, mm. updates on Steam. Really now, I think of all of, all of us, Josh, you probably know most about Sunset Overdrive. Can you give us a rundown of what is Sunset Overdrive? Sunset Overdrive, um, it was a a new franchise by um, Insomnia Games that came out around 2014, I believe. Um, it was a big deal back then for just being... A big refreshing kind of uh, taste of next gen at the time. Um, oh yeah, you know, going into the Xbox One generation, everything kind of looked the same. Bigger seller for the Xbox One, maybe Rise, Son of Rome. I mean, you got Dead Rising Three. You got Titanfall, which I mean, I, I love Titanfall. Um, but at the time, launching you know a big, massively massive like uh, multiplayer shooter um, to go up against Call of Duty that is in its heyday at the time, or you know approaching the end of it and it's helmed by former Call of Duty devs. No, no, it's, it's not exciting. It's nothing fresh. Comes it, then like Insomniac, people who made Ratchet & Clank, who created Spyro the Dragon, Resistance, they come in after getting out of a really awful deal with EA where pretty much EA just fucking forced them to just destroy <laughs> um, Fuse, which was just like, you know, um, originally a cel-shaded kind of team-based co-op shooter back for the PS3 and 360 then was replaced um, with pretty much a very bare bones, generic, um, modern warfare inspired co-op experience. Think Army of Two, kind of. Don't um, be talking shit about Army of Two, sir. <laughs> Bring it back. <laughs> and then out of nowhere, you're watching a Microsoft conference. Insomniac has this awesome relationship with Sony. Hmm, they've just been very vocal about breaking up with EA. And then all of a sudden, bam, a splash of color, cell shaded, and people are grinding on bloody telephone lines and stuff like that. There's lots of 
pretty egregious cursing. <laughs> lots of swearing, lots of in-your-face punk music. We got denim vests. It's freaking sick. We love it. Um, it's just really irreverent and fun and represented a kind of new era for Microsoft, I feel, um, especially without having things like Crackdown and things. Um, but now, Insomniac's known for selling, making one of the best superhero games of all time. Um, maybe, maybe you know, there's a bit of life in Sunset Overdrive. Maybe they could bring it back. I, I, th- I think we're, we need so. To me, Sunset Overdrive made me buy an Xbox One. I then got it and didn't play it much because I'm an idiot. But when I did play it, I think I had some other games on the go and it just kind of fell into the background. But my brief few hours with it, I was absolutely enamored with it because it felt like a mix between like uh, a Tony Hawk slash Dead Rising slash Ratchet and Clank sort of thing. Just super hyperactive. Like the game was based around a goddamn energy drink. Like that's pretty on brand for Jesse to be. You know, it's, it's it's about me. The game is hyperactive and it's loud and it's bombastic, and I don't know why it didn't stick. Like people loved it. Everyone who played it loved it. it got great reviews. It got that BAFTA nomination. Yeah, it just well, didn't get a sequel. I'm like, what happened? I here? played it and it was. How do I put this? You're a that bitter old bitch. Okay, Keelan, I swear. Well, You're going to talk shit about this it, orange game. It was just too much. Like, it was, I don't know. It's was got it? this attitude, I, you know? Like, yeah. uh, No, I completely I, get that. I, it was actually I something um, Lauren and I both picked up on um, when we did an uh, episode of an old show we used to do where we'd go back and look at old games that were some of our favorites. Um, went back to it about three years later. Oh my god, <laughs> the memes and some of the humor were pretty full on, um, and didn't. I, not a fan of that kind of writing. Now it reminds me a lot of like Borderlands Two or something like that. That's exactly oh, yeah. right. Um, yeah, and it, it was just felt really gross. Lots of weird dick jokes. Uh, I like that. it was off its time in, though. I did yeah. play it in 2017 yeah. or 18, I think, and I, I don't know. Maybe I'd just grown up enough to find it unappealing by that yeah. point, which is a 100%. shame because. The mechanics are so solid. Feels Absolutely. So good to play. And the, the music's phenomenal. So it makes it oh, hard for yeah. me to kind of turn down the music and just like put on my favorite <laughs> albums or something. Because I want to be able to hear this music that's in the game. Because the so actual gameplay is Overdrive, awesome. to me, has three things that I think will make it a hit today. Because these are things that people just really are either coming around again to or have just become like a new it thing. Momentum. So movement in games is super important now. Like, um, what was that game that came out when the launch games for PS5 and you got the bow and arrow and you're like uh, sliding um, about? Pathless? Pathless. Uh, Pathless, yeah. Spider-Man, stuff like that. Like, I mean, Titanfall 2, because everyone's been talking about Titanfall 2 lately, which is fair enough. <laughs> They're all about movement and momentum and just just this the adrenaline rush of stringing together movement. You have the bombastic, I keep using that term because I think it sums this game up well, um, location and overtop design of like the new Ratchet and Clank. Everyone's seen that trailer and lost their mind, not just because of how good it looks, but because of how daring the design choices are. And then you've also, like you said, a banging soundtrack. Yeah. Could you imagine like, I, I, whenever I think of like video, like good video game soundtracks nowadays, I think of Run the Jewels. Could you imagine going around in this like ray traced world full of color? They turned down some of the dick jokes 
<laughs> Please. And you're just going around and they're playing like Legend has it by around the jewels, something like that. That is what I want to play. I want a game that yeah, I can dude, go I mean, in and come out smiling. Because I think those are, those are my favorite moments of the Spider-Man games as well. You know, exactly. Yeah. There's so them. much of the same things that I think hit uh, people well with Spider-Man that can be done in Sunset Overdrive. And yeah, sharpen up the comedy, become more like self-referential and stuff like that, rather than just immature, because that's what it was. But again, over its time, like, you know, other games around that time were like, you know, Bulletstorm and Borderlands and stuff like that. And they were yeah. what people wanted at the time. Um, also, if we can, shout out to Sancho in the chat, man. One of the main problems is not having an identifiable main character. Because yeah. it is a creator character. I, I, I was constantly switching up between my cool little scrawny ginger kid with a huge, like, afro, freckles. I thought he was sweet. And then I'd make a big bulky guy and I'd just, like, roll into people to do damage to him. And I was just like, I'm not connecting with either of these play styles. Like, maybe I could just have one or, you know, have an identifiable character I can get behind. Just a, a full-on reboot, have a character that they want to go on, like, franchise with. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah. I, I think this would be so cool because, I mean, Insomniac has come a very long way in writing characters. Yeah, yeah that's right. Could uh, you imagine, well, kinda- like, over the top of stuff like that, but it's still have the heart of, like, a Miles Morales? Woo! Yeah, yeah, with some of the, like, more, I don't know, sophisticated humor. I don't know. Something like Into the Spider-Verse kind of, you know, writing and direction. Um, Yeah. I think that would be cool. Because it really felt like they were trying to do, like, a Saints Row kind of vibe with the main character. Mm. The thing about Saints Row is you don't take any of it seriously. You don't care about any of it. And I play that because I like watching numbers go up. You did did until uh, the end of Saints Row 2. That's that's right. That's right. Yeah. (laughs) Everything dropped off. And they killed Johnny Gat again, so... Uh, so do, do you think we're about not- to get Sunset Overdrive refreshed edition? Um, look, if we do, it will be a game that I will pick up on sale or as part of, you know, PlayStation Plus. I've look. never played Sunset Overdrive. I don't even know what the gameplay is supposed to be. I don't actually know. I don't know what... What's combat? Is there combat? How does it work? I, I don't know anything about this game yeah. other than the name and the aesthetic. That's the only thing I've ever seen about this game. Because when it came out, no one talked about it. People were like, oh yeah, Sunset Overdrive, the reason to get an Xbox. And I'm like, cool, why? It's cool. I, I, I just don't I think enough people why. Remember the Xbox. Other, the other yeah. game, the other reason to get an Xbox at that time was Rise Son of Rome, and the answer to that question was QTEs. So <laughs> they probably should have re, re, reframed that to be more about like Sunset Overdrive. It's Tony Hawk on crack. Because that would have sold more consoles. Okay, then I'm like, okay, right, I've got an idea as to what this game is about now. But I, I still don't really know what it's supposed to be. I think so. Refresh edition, me- put it on PlayStation Plus, and just. That's, yeah, and oh, man. That would be something that. One. I mean, give, I know. Give it to people for free. Sorry, like, um, yeah, and like, give, give it to people for free and make the marketing behind it a bit stronger. So that way we know what the game's about. What it is and stuff like yeah, because mm. I still don't actually know. But, you know, if I say, oh, Resident Evil, you know what a Resident Evil game is. If I say, um, you know, Spider-Man, you know what a Spider-Man game is. You, yeah. You know, you can list off any I, other... I think, to be fair, like, yeah, marketing titles. of games has changed a lot. And back then, it used Absolutely. to be about, like, over-the-top pre-rendered it, it shit, like, trailers and stuff like that that didn't tell you what the hell you have to play. But it's like, you'd be cooler for this. Yeah, but I mean, like, it was absolutely about the spectacle. But even still, like, at least Rise Son of Rome, it's like, ah, oh, you're in Rome now and you're fighting people. Okay, I know to expect some sort of fighting. It's pretty self explanatory. There's a sunset and, and there's an it overdrive. Goes into overdrive. I mean, 
<laughs> to be fair, when you play it, that kind of is what happens. <laughs> but you did um, bring up another game, and it's going to be our next, our main topic today. Resident Evil Village. So, heads up. We're about to get into mild, mild spoiler territory for the first few hours of the game. And then sort of more uh, major spoiler territory for what I think is maybe a quarter to a third into the game. I'm but we'll indicate sure. when we're making the shift to some more heavy spoilers. I'm just going to yeah. put up right now, actually, a, uh, a little, little spoiler, spoiler thing. Mode. So we do, if you if you listen to us on uh, iTunes, Spotify, whatever podcasting platform you, you'd like, we do also record these podcasts live on Twitch every Sunday evening at twitch.tv forward slash story mode AUS. Um, so come in, join in. We have a, a post show. We have a pre-show where we talk a lot of shit. We have a post show where we talk a lot of shit. Um, There's a lot of talking with shit. With that, we, have a now, we now have a big Resident Evil Village spoiler warning across the screen. And we're good to go. So, what, this came out last Friday. I think we've all spent a few hours um, with it, except for Keelan. I'm going to throw it to you, Josh, because you're one of the biggest Resident Evil fans I know. Where's, mm. your, head at? Where's your head at with Resident Evil Village? Ooh, this one's complicated, man. Settle in. It's not all going to be sunshine and rainbows. This is a difficult game for me to talk about. Um, Booting up the game, playing through it the first night, I went on a bit of a roller coaster, um, which I think is a term that we're going to bring up a little bit throughout this conversation. Um, Booting it up, it visually, um, I was impressed with it, but it also isn't a huge step over Resident Evil 7. It's Mm -hmm. obvious that this is still a last-gen game. That's cool. That's cool. Um, I don't want to be too negative either because I'll get Go nuts. Go nuts. Um, But getting into the game, I just felt like I was very much on rails and just being shepherded to the next big set piece. Um, I didn't have a lot of fun exploring um, because I didn't feel like early on there were many rewards. Never gave you a chance That's just because I think that is mostly because there's a certain point early on, we've all hit it, when you get to the- Am I allowed to say where you get to? Look, the spoiler warning's up. Go for it. Dude, the spoiler warning's up. When we got to the castle, we're not all that far into the game, so it's not going to be huge spoilers, but I made it to the castle, um, and you realise that, oh, walking through the village in Resident Evil Village, maybe I shouldn't have been checking it out so thoroughly. I really was just meant to get to the end spot. Yeah. So I was was going through it all. I was checking every corner. I was smashing every pot. I was trying to use my knife on every item I found. I was um, playing it like I play a Resident Evil game for the first time, just trying to find all the secrets and nooks and crannies and wanted to complete my map so it said I 100%ed everything, Um, which perhaps that's on me. Um, But going through it all, I was just very confused by the pacing. Um, Mm. You were playing like a survival horror, not an action horror. Because that's yeah, kind of exactly. what we thought it was going back to. Yeah. Well, well, well. I mean, before this one came out, they did say it was going to be quite different from Resident Evil 7 in that this was going to be more action-focused, um, definitely taking uh, you know a page out of the book of Resident Evil 4 and 5. Um, and I think once I started thinking about it in more that sense and kind of taking it like that, I enjoyed the beginning a lot more. I thought of it more like the opening hours of Resident Evil 4, how I'm just getting thrown in here and I'm meant to feel pumped up by the adrenaline and there's an enemy right behind me, but I can't see them because of the camera angle and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then I hit the castle um, and it really started to click for me. That's what I really wanted. I wanted to be able to explore this location intricately. I wanted to yeah. find every item. I wanted to preserve my ammo, um, which speaking of which, 
there isn't a whole lot of ammo conservation here. Either. No, there is not. Um, it's I very have, heavy on it. Yeah, I've got like over a hundred handgun bullets. Yeah, and I'm like, why? I've got I've got all these crafting resources. Just real quick, what difficulty are we all playing it on? Just I'm playing normal. normal yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. Cool. Yeah. Same here. Um, and yeah, it does feel a bit odd. But I mean, to be yeah. fair, like Resident Evil uh, enemies are notorious for being bought sponges, and villagers no different. But even then, a few well placed headshots, and you you take them, you cop them a few times yeah, in the knee, right. that, and you take them down. You can waste like many temple. That's something I want to put a pin in, um, and we'll come back to in a little bit. Yes. Okay. All right. All right. But I think I think a big stinger for me leading up to yeah, it's a lot more action oriented than seven. Um, but I think yeah, just. If you're looking at getting into this game, expect to be a lot more action focused, and for the pacing to be really off at the beginning. Um, yeah, I think they've done. Yeah, because they they kind of said, "Hey, this will be a sort of return to the survival elements of like the older Resident Evil, and then the action that I don't know." Whenever people are like, "Oh, you're in the action of Resident Evil Four, Resident Evil Four still had its slow moments and its exploration yeah. moments and survival moments. It wasn't you know balls of all action from start to finish." But I think a lot of people kind of think of it that way. And that's sort of how it's been described here. Um, like when they came out and said it could be more like four. I find that, yeah, they have more survival stuff. They have more action stuff, but they're not blended. They are clearly mm. segregated moments. The Like the village has part where you can explore, but it's like meaningless. Like that first section is like, here's a bunch of stuff, but there's also nothing. And here. you can't return there later on. <laughs> you um, know, like there's no. And then you get to the, the part. Uh, Oh, I don't know. Yes, no, okay, okay, I can't say this. When um, the enemies start attacking you. Oh, I don't yeah. even know what I can say with you with you guys. Just to make it clear for anyone who hasn't played the game yet, our spoiler cutoff is sort of the hand moment. Is that what we're saying here? Yeah. Josh, when we say um, the Josh, hand moment, you- do we know what the hand moment is? Like that? Is it something like that? Yes, something like that. Okay. All right. There was, a, there was a hand motion for those listening. <laughs> yeah. uh, wait, I'll do, I'll do, I'll do Swish. That was that was audible version of the Solid. hand motion. We're gonna stop around Solid there. Hand um, motion. Let it, let it mind, Simon. You want to put a pin in, in the uh, sounds like the combat. Tell tell us. Yes. What's up? So I am finding the combat frustrating because maybe maybe I've gotten used to first person shooters on PC, mouse and keyboard, being able to be a bit more specific with my aiming. But I feel like the aiming on a PS5 controller is awful. I think it's I feel be. like it is so uncoordinated and it is so almost wobbly at times. I understand and that. I think it's a, I, I think it's a purposeful choice though. Perhaps. And is if it, or is it just like the acceleration up in the settings? Because I, once um, I started messaging messing around with the settings, yeah. I found it a bit more responsive. That's the thing. I like, had to turn it from, I think it was like, ah, oh, camera turn speed is like five by yeah. default. I've turned it up to eight and I'm like, hmm, still could go a bit, fu- go yeah, go a bit yeah. further. And I've turned to the aiming turn speed from two to five. And I'm like, eh, almost, but not quite yeah. where I want it to be. I'm, I'm finding it not, it, it doesn't feel responsive. It's not that it, it feels purposefully clunky. Because, you know, Ethan is supposed to be your everyman kind of person. But it he's feels- not your everyman. I forgot how quickly he heals. <laughs> I forgot about yeah. the whole thing in 7 about him healing. And then I looked into it more. And there's actually a scene in Resident Evil 7 that I never played. Where, uh-huh. again, a slight spoiler for number 7. You're infected with the spores too. Okay. 
So from Resident Evil 7, just being in that location, you're you're slightly infected, and that's giving you a healing properties, which can be amplified with that fluid, the 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 first aid fluid. That yeah. does accelerate stuff, okay? And it's ridiculous. But there's a part number seven where the dad, um, whatever his name is, Papa Baker, he cuts your leg off with a shovel, which is a shit way to cut a leg off. And then says, hurry up, put it back on. I want to keep hunting you. Like, this is a game to me. I want to keep hunting yeah. you. And you sort of hold it on and you pour the thing over it. And yeah, I missed that my first run back. through. Um, it's awesome. Yeah. But we forgot about that. And when I played this game, there's a part where you get to play a... Uh, a uh, little um, recap of seven. It's not mentioned. No. So not remembering this, and suddenly when you're getting like knives through the hand, they heal up real quickly. Mm-hmm. Getting bits that you cut off and they heal quickly. Get like stuff like except for your fingers, not your fingers. Except for your fingers, because you because you couldn't glue them back on. Um. That being said, what okay, what do we think of Ethan Winters as the new? main character of Resident Evil. They're obviously trying in this one to give him a bit more character. He's hamming it up a lot more. He has a lot more to say. He's He's a a lot more dumb He's a fucking idiot. (laughs) He has fun one-liners. He's just like a dumb action hero now. He's like mini Chris Redfield. Yeah, but like his reaction is so bad to things. At the start of the game, look, we're going to spoil the warning up. Just another spoiler warning. At the start of the game, your wife gets shot to bits, Okay. And then Chris Redford walks in. I mean, we see this in the trailer. Chris Redford walks in and puts a clip from his handgun into her, okay? And your reaction to watching the mother of your child get blown <laughs> to pieces is, what the hell, Chris? Is that all it's you've so got? Good. Is that all you've got to say here? It's like, Chris, like, what the hell? The weirdest shit happens. Well, like, a werewolf man attacks you. Like, there is so much supernatural shit in this one. And all these it things is, are attacking us for that. Like, it is meant to be like a pastiche yeah. of all these horror tropes, though. Like Resident yeah. Evil 7 being Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Like, they're shoving a, yes. a knife in your mouth and stuff like that. It's all having fun with it. Absolutely. But I do understand what you mean, where they what really the hell, ham up Chris? Ethan. <laughs> like they like, ham him up so much. There's, there's, I think there's a very fine line. And Capcom, I, I gen- generally enjoy Capcom games because they toe the line between just stupid and cheesy in <laughs> just the right way. Monster so Hunter tasty. Is, like, yeah, Monster Hunter is absolutely part of this. Devil May Cry leans into this so hard. So it's, much. It's, it's, it's a fucking miracle they haven't fallen over. And now Resident Evil is leaning into this slightly more and I am enjoying it. I am enjoying the tropes knowing full well that they are intentional tropes and that in and of itself is funny and a bit stupid and yes some of his one-liners are ridiculous like why the <laughs> hell is this happening again as he punches a wall like everyone's dying he's literally in a building that's burning down looking out a window and he punches the wall yeah. and he says so dramatic. Like, he punches it's a the wall highest <laughs> film clip at that moment it's so good <laughs> <laughs> but he punches the wall with his hand that has just had two fingers eaten <laughs> off by a fucking werewolf. And he doesn't even flinch at that either. He just goes, duh. Like, okay. Can I just say, so that, that, that part, that part was in, um, the, the burning building was part of the village demo. So I think a lot of people who haven't even got the game know that moment. They did something in that area that I really liked. Okay, for one thing, Capcom, stop with this driving cars indoors thing. Mm. It's... It's bizarre and it makes the houses seem, the scale of the houses seem very strange to me. 
Because he did it in 7 to be fair, Yeah, they've, they've done that. They did that in Resident Evil 3 remake. Resident Evil 7, of course. 7, yeah. And Resident Evil 8. Yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. so that's strange. Like thing. But I like how you meet this character. I don't know what her name is. The, the mm. werewolf daughter, I guess. Oh, and yeah. you kind of think for a moment, like, she's going to be like, like yeah. my buddy for a while. Yeah. And then she gets gone. Yeah. Like, oh, okay. That was, that was interesting. I like I really that whole thought scene. they were building up some kind of, like, father-daughter thing with her and Ethan, like him looking yeah, out for yeah. her. I don't, and I don't like, know, man. every like, character in that room had a story to them because, like, they had a backstory. Like, <laughs> she's like, oh, my husband's still out there. Like, that's what I believe. Oh, my husband's Dude. died. This guy's like, I'm injured. This guy's, the, you know, the drunk. Everyone had a story building up there. And then suddenly, oh, they're all dead. Jesse, yeah. you got baited, man. That's DLC bait. Oh, and you got got. Me. They got you me got good. Got. Oh, God. Oh, 30 bucks. I'll have to get it. It was that's the thing though. As soon as like I'm as soon as you meet that father and he's like oh, hunched over in pain and stuff and he's sat down, I saw the the candle and I'm like, he's gonna slump over in pain and knock it over or something. I, I didn't expect him to go werewolf on us, but it was still kind of you funny. Not expect to, yeah. It's a game about werewolves and she's like, he's been hurt and he's crouched over. He's like, don't come near me. <laughs> like, yeah. And he starts growling. <laughs> you've been bit, sir. Like, I've, I've seen horror film before. It's like the biggest should be able to shoot there him. is. Um, yeah, but uh, that, now, was, that was funny. When it comes to villains, there's a moment I don't want to say because I, I can't remember where it is in the timeline of things. How many villains have you guys m- seen? Not met, but seen. Oh, I've seen something that really caught me off guard. Some freaky little thing. Doll? <laughs> yeah. Doll? yeah. Cool. Well, okay, so you- What so, twist was that? So wait, so you have a- Oh, oh, this is, I have to be careful here. I have to be careful. Here. Have you escaped somebody already? Oh, I had a fight. Yes. Yeah. I um, I did. I got. There was a hand. There was a moment with a hand that Simon mentioned earlier. Magnet Man. Yeah, the- yeah I met yeah. Magnet Man. Okay. Cool. Okay. okay you guys Magneto. have met Magneto. Werewolf Magneto. Um. Yeah. Okay. Sweet. So we meet. There's Werewolf Magneto. There's Big Mummy. There is little fucking mummies. Jigsaw's doll. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jigsaw's doll. There is one. um that weird like, goblin, weird thing. fish monster. It looks yeah, like what? a live. Yeah. You know when people draw like live, uh, sorry, like realistic Pokemon. You know, Gible <laughs> or Gibble, <laughs> yeah, whatever it is. Oh, yeah. It's that drawn totally. realistically and it's terrifying. And then you have Mother Miranda, of course. Um. All of these characters very, very over the top. League of baddies. Yeah, like, exactly. It's yeah. it's a, it's a real it's a regular suicide squad, if you will. But are they a little bit look, Resident Evil isn't subtle <laughs> with the enemies. I mean they had a twelve foot fridge of a man wearing garbage bags, okay? And he's like <laughs> he's like the most like famous villain they've had. Are these a bit too over the top? Is it like, oh yeah, no, the virus gave them magic this time? Dude, they, they like actually meet in like a broken down chapel around a table lit by candles. Yeah. And they like dance around and they, oh, it's awesome. Yeah, take him back to your castle uh, and cut his dick off. Yeah. <laughs> what, is that? What, what a weird line, but I kind of enjoy it. having this moment like, do I buy this game or not? Uh, like, yeah, it's, it's that, a that's no the, right I'm, now. 
<laughs> <laughs> I didn't expect no, like, Cowboy Man to have magnet powers, to be honest. That that was no, no. Uh, that got me. Yeah. Yeah, I wonder I what part him, of the like, virus okay, slash cool. fungus slash bugs gave him that fucking X Men power. Because everything's just got him when we met bugs him. now. When we met him, I'm like, okay, cool. He's gonna be like my secret ally or something. Like yeah. he's like yeah. I'm, I'm expecting him to turn on like for my side and be like, ah. Oh, you're going to take on Big Vampire Mummy. All right, well, I don't really like her, so I'm going to help you for as long as it serves my needs. That's what I thought. They would, they would pit you against each other a little bit. Yeah, and then he just knocks you the fuck out immediately. You're like, bloody I, hell. I do like the Duke, though. Oh, I like the Duke. The Duke also, is in the new shop. There is a big boy. There is a little Easter egg. I don't know if you guys have noticed. Have I've come got across it, yeah. It. Jesse, have you come across the Resident 4 Easter egg with the Duke? No. Okay. Does he say so it? If you Does take, he say the line? T- he says the line. If you take long enough whilst you're buying something, he goes, "What you're buying?" Yes, <laughs> yes, yes. Something an old friend of mine used to say. Yeah, I was like, that. "Yes, Duke, I love you." Um, and like, yeah, I mean, the weapons are, are fine and stuff like that. Like the oh, upgrades are let's talk about fine. the combat though. Are we all playing on PS5? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the triggers, man. Um, interesting stuff. I haven't, I haven't played a proper, like, you know, PS5 release in a, a little while. Dude, I need, I need you to play Returnal. I need to talk to you about Returnal, dude. Yeah, I think I that, that is your shit. I'm just, I'm just waiting. I'm waiting at the oh, moment. Fair enough. I'm, I'm going to be diving deep. I'm going to be diving deep. And I'm going to be excited to spend some time talking about it. But, uh, it's, it was really interesting hopping into it and being like, oh yeah, the triggers are a thing. Yeah. Um, it's very interesting the way it works. Um, and I'm not sure how I feel about it. I still don't feel like it's as game changing as maybe they, they've talked it up in the pre-release of the PS5. But I also had a really awesome moment when I was playing it earlier today, just before the podcast, where I actually, um, Annie was coming at me. She had a big old like scythe or something leaning up towards me. I got spooked and um, I whip out my shotgun straight away aim it right at her face and I go to press it. And at the same time she goes to attack me and um, pretty much as I'm putting my finger to pull the trigger, I kind of like hit the resistance and I like back off immediately just cause I like got shocked by this lady popping up. And uh, no, it like, although I could have pushed through the resistance in the moment, I like actually you, you flinch refused to shoot. Yeah. I flinched. Yeah. Um, and it just, if that, if that That's resistance cool. wasn't there, I would have just gone all the way through and had to pull the trigger. And some people might think that's like, I don't know, that's a deterrent or that's bad in some way. I like um, it. But I think for, yeah, for, for that's just a story I've never had before where I've mm. flinched and that actually stopped me from being able to pull the trigger. It, I yeah. think for a horror game that works really well. And to be fair with the triggers, I'm the same. I'm like, can you play like Astro Bot, Astro Boy, whatever it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like that's they right. use the like triggers really cool. I'm like, oh, it never really got used in the same way. Um, Resident Evil 8 came out for, for last gen as well. But yeah. games like Returnal, Returnal's the game that may, has made me absolutely fall in love oh, with, the, with the dual I hadn't sense. heard anything about that. That's awesome. Oh my, that makes like, me very happy. Because there's like dual functionality to the buttons now. Oh, it's um, so good. Mm. On, on the note of the dual sense itself as well, have you guys noticed the uh, health lighting? Yeah, I have actually. Oh no. Yeah, so huh. if you're healthy, um, the light around the touchpad glows like a faint blue when you get hit it fades into yellow and if you get hit again it fades more into red. sort of like an orangey red huh. and obviously if you're barely alive then it's glowing red i don't mind that i like these little little and touches 
yeah, like it, it's a little thing, but it is kind of nice and it does sort of set the mood, especially when I went through um, a segment on very low health <coughs> because I was just trying to run away from something and I had no health. I did have a healing item, but I'm like, oh, I don't want to waste it just yet. Like I want to make sure I get clear of this enemy before wasting it. And um, yeah, just like the light from my jewel sense was just sort of lighting up my face and everything looked kind of red just because of the lighting. It was really yeah. cool. And it's I, nice I, when I that ambience that. pays off. Yeah. 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 Like it, it paid off, did so, like paid itself off really nicely. Um, and yeah, just sort of going back to the adaptive triggers as well. I find the shock, like the, the pistol, I don't get as much yep. resistance from yep. it as I was hoping. But then mm. the shotgun I get a little bit too much. Okay. I feel like there's a very sweet spot and both guns have fallen just off. Yeah, I don't dislike the shotgun, though. Mm -hmm. The shotgun always feels satisfying when you pull it off in just the right moment. You see, like, oh, they're charging up an attack. It's a very breaking case of emergency sort of gun because you know you go go bam. Yeah, you you get them, like, right in the shoulder and they fall back because they're like, (laughs) there we go. Okay. That was perfect. Real quick thing, though. Have you guys noticed that when you swap from the shotgun to the pistol, there is half a frame where Ethan has three hands? No, I haven't okay, noticed that. Swap between those two a the lot. Mold. And just like logically, he has to have three hands at points, which he may have because of the mold. Who knows? They don't <laughs> tell us about his fucking healing power. Maybe he got somebody else's hand and grafted it to his stomach. I don't know. I don't know, man. Mia wasn't hanging around because of his personality. I'll tell you that much. That's for sure. <laughs> to be fair, he wasn't hanging around for her personality either. She, <laughs> yeah, he's right? just how, you do- how you doing, babe? Shut the hell up. <laughs> Jesus, I don't want to talk about that. Can we talk about that for a second? Because, like, Jesus Christ. Oh, like, he's so uncomfortable, right? Yeah. But he, like, he takes it on the chin, and it kind of, like, made me kind of endeared to him as a character where I'm like, oh, he's not snapping back. You know, he's... Yeah, and, look, I mean, obviously... It's it's interesting because he's obviously coming from a very caring place and is like, look, we can't just hide from it. We need to be open about this. And she is wanting the complete opposite, which is if I don't think about it, it doesn't exist and it's not a problem. If I don't think of that time that mold infected me, I became fucking the devil. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But be fine. That was dude. Straight up. It's like, but oh, it's, Ethan, it's remember that? Oh, Ethan, we should come down for dinner. <laughs> Speaking of dinner, remember that time you had dinner with the bakers and they stapled your hand back on because I cut it off? Whew, what a crazy time that was. Anyway, let's move to Eastern European country and let's start again. <laughs> How good snow? Can we, can we also talk? There's one, one thing about the level design, I guess, that is equal parts funny and also really frustrating to me. Um, yeah. So in the very opening segment, there is a draw um, in like a hall table that you can open up and then you can close it and you can close all of them once you open them up. But it isn't fully, like it isn't fully shut when you look at it. You open it up and then you go, okay, cool, I'm going to close it. And then you close it, but you don't fully close it. And I'm like, oh, that's such a pet peeve of mine. Just fucking close the draw. God damn it. Okay, just, also- just, just going from, from the relationship between him and Mia... I think that if he if he moved it too much, there would have been an argument. <laughs> 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 to be fair, oh, they have they they, they mm, maybe one of them should have moved to Eastern Europe and the other one stayed in the, the swamp. It's, it's actually it's actually a very interesting dynamic though. It like you know didn't last being long. A part of the Resident Evil fan base, um, like 
I've, I've had like, what, how many years? Like four years now thinking about what happened after the end of Resident Evil 7 and how everything panned out and, you know, the crazy reveal at the end, you know, of, you know, we're able to say it if we're talking about Resident Evil 8. Look, go for right? it. Resident Evil 7 spoilers as well. Ending with shit. Like, you know, the reveal of Chris, Chris Redfield and being like, is that him? Is that a clone? Is that this? Is this that? Is this another <laughs> character taking his name? Because he looks completely different. He hit the gym. Um, oh, boy. He hit the gym. He's jacked. Um, to be fair, they've changed his appearance like seven times. Yeah, but like, he, this, is, this is like big and tall Chris. Like, he's going to different stores to buy <laughs> yeah, his uh, leather jackets yeah. now. Dude, he's fighting alligators in the bay. Hells yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but like, it, like, having all this time to come up with all these ideas of where the story is going to go sitting down on the couch at the very beginning of the game, knowing of course they'd have a baby at this point. Um, and just her snapping at me and stuff. I'm like, damn, this isn't, this is not what I thought this was going to be. Yeah. I, I kind of wish that she stuck around for a bit longer. Cause I'm like, I kind of want to explore this yeah. a bit more and see like, yeah. I- I- is she her still like, it, or is mm. she gone? Yeah. She that's still what I was wondering. Kind of thing? Like, like, I, I, I don't know, but before we go on too long here, Simon, Josh, I need you guys to take your headphones off because I'm about to get a bit more spoilery. I'm going to go beyond where you guys have gone. Everyone in the chat, hold on to your butts because I'm going to talk about if... Look, take your headphones off and then I'm going to give the chat a warning. So take them off. Okay. I'll wave you guys down. You guys can come back and we'll end the show. All right. So I'm just going to start making eyes at those who are watching us live on Twitch. So enjoy that one. Done, <laughs> I won't done. T- I'll try to not be too distracting for you. You erotic <laughs> bastard. You sensual minx. Keelan, I'm going to I'm gonna ruin a few things for you. Not much, though. Okay? Sure. You're, you're rearing the fence about this game. Look, if you're in the chat or you're listening to some podcasts or whatever, if me saying head doesn't click with you, probably tune out for the next five minutes or so. Okay? Um, I'm just going to give you five, you know, a few seconds there, and they're gone. Keelan, I got a baby's head in a jar. My baby's head. Your baby's head. Apparently. Is it okay? Knowing I this found game, like this I found it- like a jar and you go to the guy. He's like, oh, look in there. Like, and you wipe it clean because you didn't do that at first. And you wipe it down. And it's like your uh, rosemary's head. <laughs> okay. So knowing this game, is the head still alive? Well, they're like, he's the whole thing is they steal your baby, they kill your wife. Um Chris Redfield steals your baby, okay? But then he's made a, a deal or something with Lady Dimitris and, and such. Um, and Mother Miranda and all that. And they're going to sacrifice the kid for whatever. They say that the baby has powers of some sort. Um, and it's this whole like life for a life thing. So they want to bring somebody back, I'm going to guess. However, when you got the head in the jar, the Duke, who is your storekeeper slash um, sort of, he, he guides you along your, your quest. He says, there's a way to bring her back. So I don't think she's fully dead. Being said, I killed Lady Dimitris already. She's the first major boss. Jesus. Kind of sucked, to be honest. She's that cool. Is, that's super disappointing because yeah. she seemed like a fascinating villain. Like, I really like. It could be one of those things she, she could come back. But at this point, it seems like, nah, she's she's dead. Because it's, it's, it seems like, yeah, there's four four villains and then the the big baddie, which will be Mother Miranda. Um, fighting her three, um, let's face it, hot goth daughters was garbage. Those fights sucked. Mm. They are made up these uh made up of like bugs 
cool. Yes. You find letters and they say like you know, the bugs are susceptible to the cold. So when you fight them, you have to open either you know break a window open or open a, a sky door thingy. You know, get the cold air on them. They become solidified and you can shoot them. The first one is just in a small room. I had like five shotgun shells and I just killed it pretty quickly. The second one happened, I, I think you go about these in slightly different order, but the second one I fought was in a room with yeah, a sky door. Um, I'm sure that has a better word. Um, there's a handle on a pillar that you pull down. It opens up, she solidifies, but eventually it closes and then she becomes bugs and she flies around, stuff like that. You just stand next to the lever and you pull it. You shoot her a bunch of times and then she's like, ha, 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 I'm back, I'm bugs again. And then you just pull the lever again, you keep shooting her. And the last one, okay, you have to think a little bit and you use a pipe bomb for the first time. You throw up against a crack in the wall, the wall blows up, sunlight and cold air and shit comes through and you kill her. They were just like slightly more difficult basic enemies, but I know they were, they were like sub, sub bosses. Fighting Lady Dimitrice, you have, you escape the castle and it's kind of cool because she does follow you around the castle a little bit, like, you know, Mr. X style, but She's got like predictable patterns and you can always kind of see her and hear her. Like, so hearing her on the other side of a wall is terrifying. Um, because you see her high heels along, along the tiles. And it's, it's pretty cool. Um, but it's, there's none of those moments, like the Miss X moments where he's, she surprised me, like coming out of nowhere. I'm like, I kind of always knew where you were. Anyway, you escape the castle. You get this like magic dagger or whatever. This dagger, you stab her with it. Dagger falls off a cliff. She turns into. Like a dragon kind of thing. Uh, and she her like torso sort of fused to the top of it, and that's the weak spot. And you fight the top of a tower. This sounds like some Game of Thrones shit. Fucking weird, Fuck. man. Like, I, I know. I think the the problem that Resident Evil series is having lately is with, with the villains, none of them are... Um, you don't feel any real connection to it or to their story. Mm. I like in some of the older Resident Evil games, but it's like, oh, it's a shame that this person turned. Like, the virus and its effects, or the virus or the fungus or whatever whatever it is going to be in the game, mm. isn't always, like, a blessing. No. You know what I mean? Sometimes it's like, oh, that character was really cool. Oh, no, they've been taken over. This isn't them. This is tragic now. That doesn't mm. seem to happen in these games anymore. It, it's just... Oh, I have the virus in me and I'm utilizing these powers for evil. Like, I, I'm enjoying this. I want more of yeah. this to become more powerful. The straight up one dimensional bad guys. Super one dimensional. Yeah. And like, Lady Dimitrice, her castle's immaculate. It's a really, really cool location. But I'm like, I want to find out more about their story. And I'm sure I will as I, as I track down um, Mother Miranda and stuff like that. But just, I mean, all the marketing with her and stuff like that, it's just. Another spoiler, Mother Miranda is just an even bigger Lady Dimitrisk. I hope so. I hope so, because Lady Dimitrisk is uh, very attractive. I'm very attractive. <laughs> I'm going to lie. And on that note, shall we bring the others back in? Bring him in for the horniness. Come on. <laughs> Waving him down. Come back in. Ken. All right. All right. See, bring I saved you guys. guys. Back on board. I, I, I have given my, my thoughts there. Um... And please, there's certainly some thoughts. I, I certainly have had had uh, some thoughts, Simon and Josh. As you guys progress through the game, um, when the word "head" means something to you, what I'm saying, 
Okay. Shoot me a message, okay? Oh, okay. I want to know your head. Oh, yep. The the disembodied head of Albert Wesker. <laughs> oh no, he got me. What? <laughs> 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 Kill Can you please um? Over, like theories. Uh, over Josh's scream there. Can you put the Wilhelm scream over that when you are, when you cut this together? <laughs> but oh, with that, I think we should uh, wrap this uh, bad boy up. So if you want to listen to us talk about more games and, and nonsense, we're on Spotify and iTunes. Subscribe and leave us a review. Review the super important. They help us grow. As always, a big thank you to the lovely Fan Critical Podcast Network for their support. Go catch all their podcasts on all good podcasts and services as well. We're at storymodegaming.com if you want to keep up to date with all your news and reviews and Charleston shoes. We're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at storymodeaus. We're also on Twitch at storymodeaus where you can watch us stream a whole bunch of games. We're having... Oh, oh, Keelan, um, Sean, and I had the most exciting Apex Legend game last week and we're going to do it again this week. Holy shit. It went to fucking nine games over it was so fun anyway it was really cool but we have a lot more twitch stuff uh, coming up so make sure you keep an eye on our socials to see what's coming up and uh give us a follow give us a follow if you're in the chat um and if you want to chuck a couple of buckarinos our way you're on patreon such a fan critical and a couple of dollars will get you access to all sorts of bonus goodies Ooh. but with that let's wrap it up josh simon keelan thank you as always always a pleasure thanks guys Thank you. Thank you. Uh, to everyone listening, thank you for everyone in the chat. Thank you. And uh, we'll catch you next time. Play some games, be safe, be good, and be movie. Mwah. Bye. Let's not talk about that. Buzz, buzz, buzz. Bye. <laughs> buzz, buzz, <laughs> bye. <laughs>